You're listening to the Mind Takeaway podcast with your hosts, Mira and Peter. In our quest to help create a world without inequality, poverty and more, we share insights gained through our work about leadership, psychology and creativity. You will also hear conversations with ordinary people who do extraordinary things due to their increased awareness, curiosity and intuition, plus their deep connection with others. Welcome to the first micro episode of 2023. And in fact, we may even change the name to micro episode simply because lots of our clients, lots of our listeners have said, hey, they're not micro, they're macro. You pack a lot of value and there's a lot of uh, useful information and tips and stuff like that. So yeah, watch this space, but that's not so important, is it, Mira? No. <laughs> so what we wanted to talk to uh, you about today is what are some of the three things that we've noticed really impact for, for leaders and how can you maybe implement them uh, better at the beginning of this year? And we shared these three tips maybe a couple of weeks ago, and we had a really good, uh, quite a positive response to them. And then we realized that, you know, these are good things to start your year off for sure, but we would recommend you do this quite often. So for us, for example, Mir and I quite often do these things maybe every three to six months, and quite often with our clients when we work with them for longer periods, at least six months, these are the kind of things that we explore quite often. So number one is reassess your personal and professional boundaries. So in terms of boundaries, what we mean is it's really deciding what you want. In fact, this is probably the biggest challenge that we see all leaders facing or anyone for that matter is deciding what you want. Because if you, if you are not clear, if you don't have clarity about what you want as you go into this new year, then it's going to be really difficult to set any kind of boundary to decide, okay, how much time do I want to spend in work in the week? You know, if you want to log off, for example, and see more of your family and friends, or you've started a hobby or you've got a passion project, then I would hazard a guess that it's going to be really difficult to do that and you might set yourself up to fail if you don't set some boundaries in terms of time. Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons why boundaries can be, um, I wouldn't say toxic, but one of the things why why some people don't like them is because their experience with them was negative because uh, sometimes people set boundaries from the trauma. Sometimes people send boundaries from space of not clarity. And then they serve as disconnection in between people, is disconnection in between you and and the people that you lead. Uh, and also sometimes we hide behind boundaries and say, you know, I'm not doing this. And But what boundaries are is, is really guideline into what you need to be doing more, what you need to be stopping, what you need to stop doing, things that will guide you to create certain habits and protect, say, your energy, uh, keep in, in better spirits, uh, reduce resentment, improve relationships with people. So when, you, when you're looking at boundaries from that perspective, uh, they, they have uh, lots of positive in them. It is really from which space we create them 
And what is their purpose? If their purpose is to disconnect, to push people away from us, then they are toxic boundaries. They're actually not boundaries. Uh, and, and, but if they're created from the space of clarity and, and with a positive intention in mind, and they're not strict rules that cannot be moved or banned or changed, then they're toxic. Yeah. And remember that you can always change your mind. What we see in terms of, you know, that label boundaries is that they're fluid, they're flexible. And with more information as you go through the year, you can reset those boundaries every month, every three months, every six months, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll give you, before we move on to the next one, I'll just give you one solid example. So uh, we were working with a group of leaders a few days ago for a six-month leadership development program. And we were talking about boundaries and we were suggesting some starters, you know, what kind of boundaries would a, a new leader want to set and why, why would you do it? One of them would be your availability in the day, in the week, in the month, because if you want to do some of these tasks that require focus, or you want to do some creative things, then you can't be constantly available fighting fires and constantly at the beck and call of everyone in your team, you know, with your peers, with your boss. So what we would suggest strongly is that sit down first and foremost with yourself and look at some of these things, you know, how much, how, how often would you like to check in with your team? How much time do you, would you like to give to your team during the week? And what are the non-negotiables because there's obviously a load of admin you're going to have to do you'll obviously be in meetings without your team and there's other things that are time sucks other big meaty tasks and you won't be able to complete them if you're constantly available for everyone else but yourself and and also another thing that you are uh, why is that boundary good is that other people get to grow. Your team members get to experience things, get to solve problems when you are not always available. When we are always available, uh, we are not really um, giving space for people to solve problems and, and grow in their roles. So, you know, again, it's a soft boundary. If you, if you really need to be available, you will be. It's not like, um, you know, I've said this, therefore it cannot be changed. There are certain situations that require your presence, even though at that time it's not something that you've planned doing. That's, you know, that's um, something else. But in a normal or regular situations, uh, this is where the boundaries are. So the second one is explore what gives and takes your energy. This is definitely one of our most impactful and our favorite things that we do for ourselves and with our clients. And that's really just to, I mean, I guess the simplest starting point would be just to get a blank piece of paper and put a line all the way down the middle of it. And on one side, you put what gives you energy. And on the other side, you put what takes you energy. And you'd be surprised with the results. And just a tip that sometimes the things that take our energy the most are actually tasks and activities that we really get a buzz off or we enjoy but what if I was to say that some of these things definitely get in the way in your week in your month because if you do too much of those things that really zap your energy then you can't be expected to have enough energy to do the things in the rest of the week um, and when you notice what gives you energy 
you can then put those things in place. You can plan ahead and go, okay, well, I'm going to do all of these things for a love this week. So I'm probably going to have less energy as I go into some of these challenging tasks and longer meetings and stuff like this. So what can I do to recharge my batteries knowing that my week is going to look like this? So it's quite strategic and it's a good thing to do because once you know what gives and takes your energy, it actually helps you to plan those blocks of times better. Because Mira and I used to be, you know, really thinking we were fantastic at managing our calendar, you know, in the week, in the month, in the quarter, in the year. But what we noticed is that we weren't really mindful or aware of sometimes the energy that we were taking into these given tasks. So I'll give you another example. If you're, for example, going into a meeting, but you've already had a challenging situation, you might be rubbed up the wrong way, annoyed, a bit stressed out. If you don't stop to reflect and reset before your next thing, you know, it could be a one-to-one with one of your team members. Uh, whether you know that or not, you're going to take some of that negativity straight into that meeting. And that will make that meeting a lot more challenging. You might have to course correct it. Um, and in the extreme cases, you may end up having to apologize because the other person just won't know what hit them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's um, the energy is because energy affects the way we feel. Emotion, energy, our personal energy affects uh, our our emotions, the the way we make decisions, what kind of decisions we make. Are we are they better or worse? Uh, and and also. And, and also our emotions affect our energy. So it is really important to assess, look into your days, look at maybe even do a little, you know, as, as Peter said, put your piece of paper and see what things take and what situations take away your energy, what situations give you the energy so you can create a better balance in the times where you need to be doing tasks that's, that take away your energy. Because we can't always do just things that give us energy. It's just not realistic, is it? And then from the other side, look into, you know, what days in the week do you have better energy? What time in the day do you have higher energy? And then in those times, do the tasks that need lots of your energy. And then you need to schedule a certain break probably in order to replenish your energy in order to, you know, your afternoon to be better. Or So it is, it is important. And you will see, you will see so many interesting things and, 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 and insights come up from doing this on a bit more regular basis uh, and be more aware, observe yourself, ob- observe how you feel and uh, observe how you do things. And this will then help you create boundaries. So it's all, all of these three, th- three things that we are mentioning here, they're all, um, they're all connected. They're not separate. So assessing your energy will actually also help you create better boundaries. And then the last tip is number three is make self-care part of your daily routine. And it's a good segue into the last one because really checking in with what gives and takes your energy is a really positive starting point to really working out how can I look after myself better this year. And it's really looking at your schedule and really looking at the how many breaks you take, for example. We were working with a client recently looking at how to plan better in terms of the day, the week, the month. And quite often when we look for efficiency, the last thing 
that we look to do is to schedule some breaks. But this is one of the most important things. In fact, next to your to-do list, I would even recommend have a breaks list because it's those breaks, those gaps in your busy, frenetic day, in your month, in your year, that will actually give you the most insights. It will definitely drive innovation and creativity because without the downtime of doing absolutely nothing related to your actual role, your your business, you won't be able to resolve some of the complex and challenging tasks or problems that you want to resolve. And also, without that downtime, you won't be able to recharge your batteries. So it's kind of like a vicious circle. Yeah, and it is very important for leaders to have a good self-care because that keeps you keeps your mind in a better space. It checks your emotion much better. You're more aware when you're there. You're not running. So it's very interesting that when we when people think about efficiencies to to put more stuff in, but actually we are more efficient. We are spending less energy on difficult uh, or on challenges, we are much better in innovation and uh, dealing with the unknown when we are feeling better, when we take care of ourselves. And so it is really important for leaders because they are influencing lots of people uh, that they actually take care of themselves. And then also, you know, this is what you teach people around you, that they take care of themselves. And so, um, yeah, maybe start looking at efficiency in a different way. Yeah, and that's a really good point that any great leader, you are setting hopefully a positive example for the rest of your team, for your peers. And it's really about going there first. You know, it just isn't accepted anymore to burn through the hours and to have that badge of honor to, you know, you, you plan to go home at 4 p.m. and then you were there at 9 p.m. and keeping your team back. It's really the opposite of that. And also it's seeing efficiency, as Mira said, in a new light, that it's not about smashing the hours. It's about making your time count in the bits that you've scheduled to do those focused tasks to actually get your head down and get some work done. And then not thinking that you have to just be constantly logged in and stuck in that one state. You know, it's just not really useful to both yourself, to your team or the business. Yeah. And if if we... You know, if we know that our emotions are really important to our decision making and how we see the world uh, is really important to our decision making, then we see actually see how much this makes sense. But also one of the things is that, you know, when we are smashing ours, when we are, we become very resentful and negative people. And so... I know that there is a certain level of stress and pressure that drives forward and that's absolutely fine. But even with this, we need to be careful that it doesn't tip over. And that's why self-care is really important. And actually, just to conclude, if you look at these three steps as a positive starting point, you're more likely to avoid those high stress situations and looking over the cliff of burnout because without reassessing your boundaries and working out what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do those things that are negotiable and non-negotiable and really knowing what gives and takes you energy and having a planned daily routine to look after yourself then you won't be able to avoid those burnout moments. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've seen and, you know, we've experienced some of these things of ourselves and we've experienced how it is when you actually turn the page and start doing things in a different way. It doesn't happen overnight, but you need to start somewhere. Yeah, and this is a good place to start. So yeah, let us know what you think. And if you implement these three steps, let us know what your experience is. We'll be really curious to see what kind of results you get. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. You made it to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. Are you looking for one-to-one coaching? Do you want to develop your leadership skills? Would you like to improve your team's performance? Drop us an email at info at themindtakeaway.com. We would love to hear from you.